Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who make the magic of theatre from behind the scenes, from writers to directors, producers to designers. And on today's episode, we have co-writer and co-director of Fairy Tales, Fables and Other Assorted Nonsense, Plum Grows the Stevenson, on today's episode, who brings the show to Barbican Theatre in Plymouth until the 23rd of December. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello Plum and welcome to The Stage Place. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you Elliot. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about fairy tales, fables and other assorted nonsense, which is going to be having its festive run at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth, which you know is where you are based, from the 12th until the 23rd of December. Now Plum, we were just saying you've already had a performance in Clevedon near Bristol. Um, How did that performance go so far? Uh, yeah, it went really well, thanks. It's always an odd one, opening a show in a space that you haven't devised it and done your rehearsals in. Our rehearsals were at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth, and and then we opened it in Clevedon, which is a smaller space. So um, it's a fantastic and, and lovely space there, run by brilliant people. But it was, uh, yeah, it's an odd one to to open in a different space to where you've made it. Um, yeah. But it went really well. Good, good, brilliant. Well, we'll talk a lot about the show today in this episode of the podcast. But what I want to do, first of all, Plum, is ask a question that I always ask everybody who comes onto the podcast, and that's their journey into theatre and how they found theatre and decided that they wanted to work within the industry. So for you, Plum, where did your journey of theatre start? Was it, you know, going to watch shows as a child, being in the youth theatre? Where does the journey start for you? Uh, yeah, exactly there. I'm going to yeah. watch shows as a child. I can remember my my first show was um, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe at the um, Royal Shakespeare Theatre in Stratford-upon-Avon. Um, I must have been seven, eight years old at the time. Uh, and it just it, it blew me away. It was a, an amazing show. And I was from then on, I was just like, right, I am so hooked on this. Um, I was in a youth theatre when I was younger and then... Yeah, uh, that kind of carried on throughout my teenage years and and into my adulthood, into my profession. Yeah, absolutely. And we should say that we were going to be joined by Cal as well, who is also the co-creator. Talk to me a little bit about your work with yourself and with Cal and setting up the theatre company. Yeah, so Cal and I met at uh, university um, and we, we took a show, not with this company, to edinburgh fringe in our in our final year of uni just kind of on a whim we were like you know what we've written this let's get it up uh and 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 see what we can do so so we went to the fringe we had a fantastic time and we were like oh that 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 was fun maybe we could we carry on with it and we were lucky to get a commission by new model theater um and the barbican theater plymouth um new model were a theater company in plymouth at the time to straight out of the back of that to do a new show so it kind of just there was no intention of 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 us kind of carrying on working together but it it just so happened and a few years down the line we decided to form Assembler Theatre which is our theatre company and uh, have, have gone on from there we've done Edinburgh again have toured across the UK um, as well as doing plenty of work in the southwest. 
Yeah, really lovely to hear from companies in the Southwest. I know Plymouth well as well. So uh, it's lovely to have you on today to talk about the show. So let's talk about the show then. This is Fairy Tales, Fables and Other Assorted Nonsense. I was reading the press release for this. And you said that you did some workshops with, with young people aged 15 to 18 to help sort out some of the key themes and key aspects of the show itself. So talk to me a little bit about the journey of doing those workshops with those young people. Yeah, that's it. It was really fantastic. So we started the with the concept for this show in 2020, uh, when we were associate artists at the Barbican Theatre in in Plymouth, and uh, and then 2020 happened. We we mothballed it whilst we got other shows up and running that were more ready or that were already more complete, so that we could tour them in a COVID sort of secure environment, and then. We were doing some work with young people at the Barbican and we were re-looking at what show we wanted to make next. So we revisited our fairy tale idea and presented the Barbican with this idea that, well, what if we do three to six months worth of work with with your older range of young people? So age 15 to 18 to really develop everything that they want to see in a piece of, of comedy. The only bits we went in knowing is that it's going to be about fairy tales. It's going to be a comedy and that was it. We started in September 2022, working with a fantastic group of about 14 to 15 young people um, and just basically went, right, what do you like? What do you want to see? What would engage you in theatre? Obviously, they're already in a theatre, so, so they are engaged in a way anyway. But it was just a real kind of blank canvas just with this sort of fairy tale approach so that it was something that we all we didn't have to do loads of research on. We all knew all of the basic fairy tales anyway in Western fairy tales, certainly. And uh, and yeah, and then it was a series of, of 20 workshops working with them about what they like, what they find funny, what they are worried about for the future, how we can sort of satirise that. So there's a lot of kind of political satire in the show. Um, and yeah, and then and how, how we can essentially appeal to that uh, age demographic. Yeah, absolutely. And let me say, it's, it's this kind of age of young people that know what they want to see in theatre. And like you say, they, they like you asking them there, what they're worried for in the future and stuff like this, you know, everyone's surrounded by social media and the news and stuff like that. So obviously you're, you're joining a little bit of that within the show and the fairy tales as well. So talk to me then a little bit about the show itself. So if people are coming to see the show at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth, tell me a little bit about what they can find from the show and the story. Yeah, so the 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 story the the show is is a story of sort of of uh, wonder and and magic eighties like never ending story type movie, where a woman from our world is sucked magically into a book of fairy tales, uh, and in and into this this fairy tale world. Um, uh, think Narnia, but with Little Red Riding Hood ruling everything with an iron fist and an army of wolves. As uh, Susan, the main character, explores this world, she meets all your favourite fairy tale characters, sort of Snow White, uh, Prince Charming, the three little bears, the three little pigs, and a variety of others. Uh, And she essentially inadvertently starts a rebellion against Red Riding Hood and then starts to kind of believe in the the world that she's in and starts to want to help the the fairy tales around her, um, culminating in in a showdown between her and Red Riding Hood. It is a very, very silly show with lots of ridiculous humour throughout it, lots of physical comedy and farce. So I think that's probably a good synopsis of it. 
Great, perfect. Is there a moment in the show that you are most excited for audiences to see? Is there a joke in the show? Is there a character in the show that you've taken out? Like you say, you were just talking there about Little Red Riding Hood, you know, rolling over the land and stuff like that. Is there a character in the show that you've taken a twist on that you're most excited for audiences to see in this show? I think my favourite character, and I, I think I'd probably speak for... Cal and most of the creative team as well is our character Wolfie who is the wolf from the Little Red Riding Hood fairy tale but who is a very softly spoken intern in the despotic regime of Red Riding Hoods and he takes on a lot of the personas of of classic fairy tales so he's the old crone that gives Snow White the apple and so on although it's Susan in our show rather than Snow White although Snow White still ends up accidentally eating the apple um, and he is not at all evil. He's just fallen into working for this horrible regime. And he really, throughout the show, develops this sense of of good and falls in love with Susan, utterly unrequited love. Um, and he's just such a, a lovely, lovely character that we're all just really like, this, this wolf is my favourite character that we have. Yeah, that is so wonderful. And so finally, final question about the show is, why should people come and see the show at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth? What is there in store and what would you like them to take away from the show? Obviously, you say it's quite a silly, quite a fun kind of show. What would you like them to take away from the show? I think really what it is, is particularly at Christmas time in what's been a difficult few years for everybody. Uh, it's a fantastic piece of escapism. Yeah. Um, it's 75 minutes of just utter ridiculousness with characters that you've grown up with, that you love. Um, with a completely new spin and a new take on them. Um, so I would hope that people just come away just smiling and laughing and doing the array of ridiculous accents that are in the show and just, yeah, having had a real good 75 minutes to forget about everything else that's going on. Yeah, well, thank you, Plum, for coming on to talk again about the show. This was Fairy Tales, Fables and Other Assorted Nonsense on at the Barbican Theatre Plymouth from the 12th until the 23rd of December. Now, Plum, I've got two final questions for you on this podcast. They are questions that we ask everybody who comes onto the podcast. And the first is about advice that you may have for people who are maybe starting up companies. Like you said, you and Cal started up your company in your final year of uni and you went straight up to Edinburgh. So maybe your advice is something that you wish you told your younger self when starting up a company and creating shows with other people or maybe it could just be advice that you may just generally have for people who are maybe in let's say again their final year of uni and not sure what to do afterwards just making theatre what is your advice for them so I would say one of the biggest pieces of advice is go and see theatre see as much theatre as you can whether you think you will like it whether you think you won't like it it doesn't matter go and see theater um of of all different kinds of genres so that you so that you know what you like what what you think looks good on stage so that you know practitioners that you uh that can inspire you that that you might want to emulate or and as well that if they're in your city uh, particularly if you're in one of the regions of the united kingdom people that you can go and work with certainly if they're a stage above you in your in their careers somebody that you could ask advice for i personally have found that if i've asked advice and i have multiple times from creatives that i admire everybody's very very friendly and it's a great way to to meet new people to get your name out there and to to learn um, so I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. 
And that's the thing, isn't it? Like when you say regionally, like I'm thinking about like myself and Gloucestershire as well. There's a lot of arts and culture organisations who do work with artists around the area. You know, even though people might think it's the main cities in the UK that work on, you know, big style theatre. It's not necessarily, you know, the most amazing stuff when you actually look at the regional stuff and listen to the stories of the people who are surrounding you and surrounding those regional areas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's some there's some absolutely fantastic stuff that goes on in the regions. Um, I mean, down in uh, in Cornwall and Devon, obviously, there was there was knee high until last year and, and Wildworks are still there. There's absolutely amazing companies making brilliant work i'm also from the southwest so it's uh you don't have to necessarily feel like you have to be drawn to london if that's what you want then that's brilliant but if you want to stay and create a career in your your local area you can we do a lot of work on the rural touring circuits which is a great way for emerging artists to create work and have it seen by really enthusiastic audiences village halls and a variety of non-traditional spaces across the country yeah, rural touring is also a wonderful way of just networking and able to expand what your vision is out into the world, which is wonderful. Well, Plum, thank you so much for that piece of advice. We're now going to move over to the final question of this podcast. It is the title of this podcast. That's the stagey place. And what I love to ask all of my guests is where their stagey place is. So Plum, for you, this could be a place where you and Cal work and get your brains together and start creating these stories and these themes for all the shows that you like to create it can maybe be you know a workshop type setting like you said there you had 20 workshops with all of these young people to create this specific show that you are doing this festive season so maybe it is in a creative aspect collaboratively working with people within your region of Plymouth or maybe it's someone who inspired you when you were younger and saw their work and really enjoyed it and then that's how you decided that you wanted to come into educating yourself into theatre and theatre studies in at university and then having a career in the industry itself so for you Plum answer me this whereabouts is your stagey place? Oh what a good question I would say that my stagey place is theatre studios collaborating with fantastic creative teams working with brilliant actors and designers designers across the board whether that's set costume lighting sound everything or workshop participants as well in the case of this one which has been a brilliant thing but yeah that that real kind of collaboration of creatives is is where my stagey place is I think I don't like working in isolation so I think yeah as many brilliant creative minds in the room as possible to just be able to be like whoa this is so cool so yeah that that for me and that's the thing as well it's like workshopping that as well isn't it like you throw so many ideas into the room and even though not everything will stick there will still be certain bits of the you know everybody that you work with that does go into the final piece of the show and I guess that's kind of what the joy is about doing those workshops for this specific show as well everybody has this different idea of the world and what they want to you know get out of it and what they're scared about you know what they thrive on as well and I guess when you're working that collaboratively with so many people in the room you never know what you're going to come out with at the end of it well absolutely and that, and that's part of well I think for me certainly that's a big part of the joy of it particularly as assembler theatre only do comedy everything we we make is a comedy which means that yeah, the rooms are just so fun to be in because everybody is just wanting to make everybody laugh. 
uh, and some of it works, some of it doesn't, but it's all fun getting there. Even the bits that we'll be absolutely crying with laughter at, you know that's not going to make it into the final show because yeah. it's a, a joke between us, but it's yeah. the process of getting there is just so, so fun. And sometimes it's a case of having to pinch myself to be like, I can't believe this is my job. This is what I do because it, it's just such a great time. Yeah, well, Plum, thank you so much for coming onto the Stage of Place today. We have been talking about fairy tales, fables, and other assorted nonsense, which again is on at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth from the 12th until the 23rd of December. We here at the Stage of Place will have all of the ticketing info and dates and times and everything in our episode notes wherever anybody is listening to this podcast. But for now, Plum, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And there we go, that was my interview with Plum Grosner Stevenson, the co-writer and co-director of Fables, Fairy Tales and Other Assorted Nonsense, which plays at the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth until the 23rd of December. As mentioned near the end of that interview, we have all of the dates, prices and everything else that you need to know about the show in our episode notes wherever you are streaming this episode of The Stagey Place. If this is your first time listening to The Stagey Place, then welcome. You can follow us on social media on Instagram, X and TikTok at The Stagey Place, where you can find out a little bit more about the podcast, plus our thoughts on all the shows that we go and see around the country. So until you join us for another episode here on The Stagey Place podcast, I hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye. <laughs>